With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, welcome to another episode of Wolves Fancast. David Evans here. Many people on the podcast this week. Adam's here. Hello. Gully's here. Good morning. <laughs> it is morning, by the way. It is, yeah, it is. Uh, Rich is here. Hello, everyone. Uh, Roy's here. Hello. Now, we said we weren't going to do another podcast uh, this year unless something... And well, we said unless everybody was really good. Um, and because of the, the result yesterday, we thought, why the fuck not? Why not just do <laughs> another <Dave>. podcast? <laughs> it's that kind of result, Adam. <laughs> it's that kind of result. Uh, so because of the result against Spurs yesterday, we thought we'd do a special podcast because it was such a momentous occasion. Um, and we've decanted this week, uh, well, for this episode of Wolves Fancast, we're at um, the home ground of AFC Wolf Reunions, who have hosted us very kindly. Uh, what we want to plug out for them as well is FA Cup weekend, Rye, uh, where Wolves obviously play on the Monday against Liverpool. Um, I don't know if anyone's seen the BBC advert for that game. No, yeah, it was on yet. before match the day I think last night, and they really hyped up what was basically an all Premier League tie. Yeah, and I was just watching it going, "Come on, <laughs> can't it's wait to see Divock Origi." Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but on the Saturday, right on the fifth of Jan, there's a game here. There is Dave, yeah, and as, as Dave said, you know, on behalf of all of us, thanks for AFC Wolf Frunians uh, allowing us to uh, use their facilities today, and. We're, and um, yeah, just to mention, there's a game on Saturday, as Dave said, 5th of Jan. Uh, they've actually got Walsall Wood at home, and a few people might have seen recently in the, the local new, news, ex-Walls player, Sylvan Ebanks-Blake, currently with Walsall Wood, so there may be an opportunity to see Sylvan uh, play on Saturday. But, yeah, game on Saturday, 3 o'clock kick-off, so if you want your football fix on a Saturday afternoon, pop down here to AFC Wolfroonians. Uh, if you're a wall season ticket holder as well, uh, you can get in on a concession rate as well. So check the website, follow them, AFC Wolfroonians, uh, if you fancy getting a game in uh, this Saturday, the 5th of Jan. Is there a stream? Um, <laughs> <laughs> there is nearby. Uh, local residents might know uh, Smesto Valley. That's as good a stream as you'll get, but you don't need to stream. There's where we're sitting, there's a licensed bar, uh, and uh, yeah, it's a great little. Uh, I don't want to say little because it would be patronising a great family club uh, so I'm sure they'd be happy to see you should you be free uh, this Saturday good 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 uh, so yeah Saturday the 5th of Jan uh, next weekend now geez, it's no. 2019 nearly already so go down if you're not obviously got no football fix until Monday at the weekend right gentlemen let's talk about what a way to finish off 2018 as Wolves went down to Wembley Way and got all three points against Spurs in a 3-1 victory Harry Kane opened the scoring for Spurs in the first half but in the second half Bolly, Jimenez and uh, Costa got the three goals to give Wolves all three Bloody points. So Adam just had visible butterflies then when you said Costa's name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll have to talk about Costa as well. I think, I think all of us at Fancast were thinking about Adam at that moment <laughs> when that goal went in and what you must have been doing at that point. Um, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll, go, we'll break down the game in parts firstly, but gentlemen, I kind of want to hear your individual thoughts on what did you all, how did you all feel about the game? What did you feel afterwards? Because... I think we'll talk about some games as well this season, but this has got to be up there, uh, perhaps not maybe the best game of this year for us, but in would it be up there in our lifetimes as one of the best mm. games results? It's a big statement, but just throwing it out there. What do we all think? one of the best, at least second half performances. Um, for me, it kind of summed up a lot what I know I've been kind of saying a lot about Wolves under Nuno, is that A, they have this unrelenting belief that the game will always be there mm. for the taking. If there's no goals or one goal in it, they have 100% conviction that they can go out and win against anyone. The other thing is that 
they have um, probably unprecedented with at least walls fitness levels you know mm. like it, it's a bit frustrating that we barely score any goals in the first half but the fact that you know we've consistently shown this season and last that we can happily like just turn up an extra gear after the 60 70th minute and go on to you know win by a couple of goals against what the third best team in this league like really shows the level of dedication that this this team have and i think for me i mean going into the game you know we've, we've probably all seen the stats this weekend about uh barca and, and city being the only ones to, to take points off them at wembley and it's in the form they're in i mean they put six past everton didn't they the other day um but to be honest um when you look at the performances we've had against you know, the top four or extended to the top six, um, it wasn't really um, an impossible task. Um, we, I think we were nine to one, long odds to get anything out of the game. But I think, as Rich was referring to there, that second half, I mean, for me, you know, if we look at recent Premier League history of Wolves, when I think it was seven years ago we went to Arsenal and we were trying to get a point and we were playing to corners under Mick McCarthy... What really impressed me was that when we got that equaliser, it was like, no, we're going to go and win this game. It wasn't, let's take this point because that would have been a good point in its own right. It was the fact that the confidence that came, and and we can talk about the substitutions and how that affected the game, which played a massive part, but it was... Definitely one of the best, the best performance for me this 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 season, and and one of the the best in living memory, just for the the sheer confidence and the fact that we deserved it. I mean, we came out that second half and we were the only team who wanted to win that game. I think because it's um it's it pl- played against how we played against Fulham only a matter of days earlier as well, and you just think because everyone was quick to jump on certain points about you know how sluggish we looked and and how things didn't go right for us how we couldn't find our fellow man when we're passing the ball and just just there was not even a hint of that really from from us yesterday and to touch on that that second half as well i don't i i, I probably classified that that second half as near faultless from us mm. i've never seen like a perfect second half from 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 us and that 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 typified it and people would say yes yeah, spurs spurs didn't turn up well that's look at us look at Wolves. we 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 made them. We made them look, yeah. look bad second half, and I think Patricio could have pretty much got his crossword book out or his Sudoku <laughs> book out for the second half. He did, cause I didn't. I didn't see him do anything. He didn't. He second didn't half, and he thing. didn't make one yeah. save, one catch, but hard next to nothing. And just just because we we're on the front foot all that second half, and Spurs just had no answer to, to anything. Were any any questions yeah. we were posing of them? It was just all us, and which is something just to st- sit back and marvel at. Given here we are at, at Wembley playing, as you say, one of the, the top teams in the league. And we're literally just just walking all over them. Mm. It's just it was just amazing, absolutely amazing. Goody, what did you think after the game? I think going back to the point about you know where this kind of ranks um, <coughs> in history, it probably doesn't feel like it right now because we've got this kind of lack of fear when we play yeah, these teams. Yeah. I, I'd never go into these games thinking you know oh, you know we could be on the end of a hiding here, regardless of what happens. You know, we might lose a game, but it's never going to be mm. a 3 4 nil like people yeah. anticipated. No, Spurs have been scoring goals, but when you think about the amount of goals they've been scoring and they didn't have a single shot inside the penalty area over the course of yeah. 90 minutes, that's frightening in a way. Mm. Um, it shows how you know well set up we are. Um, and I just think, you know, it's it was a strange game in a way because I can't remember us missing many chances either. Most of our yeah. good chances, we just ended up putting away, which yeah, has been, yeah. you know, our cardinal sin this season, in a way, in in the sense that we've been so good up until the penalty box, and then you know things just start to fall apart. Mm. But it clicked, you know, it was as Nuno a performance as you, you're likely to see, and you just kind of hope that translates into performances against some of the lower teams. Uh, first half, then. It, it, there was a sense of a tale of two holes because in the first half I kind of felt that Spurs had us really pinned back and when we did go forward we weren't really mm. creating anything clear cut and then obviously midway through Harry Kane scores his goal and I, when I saw that I just thought that's a, that's a quality finish mm. that's absolutely brilliant maybe you could argue Patricia could have done yeah, more I with it but I just think it was a it was a great goal yeah I mean when I saw it I mean potentially the defence could have closed Kane down a bit more but you know, the fact that throughout the 90 minutes, Kane had no touches in the box. I, don't get me wrong, he's a 
one of the world's best strikers. He can shoot pretty well from 20 yards mm. as opposed to 17 yards. But as a defender, you're kind of doing your job if you've got, you know, the striker outside of the box on his weak and showing him inside on his weaker foot. Like, there's not an awful lot more you'd mm. want to do without kind of exposing yourself defensively. And I think Patricio. I think he struck it really well, and I think he's a bit blindsided by, was it Cody or Bolly? I think just sort of masked it a little bit. If, it, you, if you could limit Harry Kane to that yeah. attempt yeah. That from goal, yeah. in, in an entire 90 minutes, you would choose that. Yeah. 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 I think ultimately, like when the goal is scored in football, you can try and trace back and you can pick up any errors yeah. from anywhere, essentially. I think with, with a goal such as this, you've just got to stand back and go, do you know what? Even the fact that he could have maybe had a free kick doesn't really yeah, no relevance yeah, yeah. to the goal. Yeah, really. I saw that people yeah, saying yeah. I think Cav have, have been failed. Well, I look and I saw that back on match today, and I thought, oh, do you know what? That's, that's the ball's gone anyway. It's nothing yeah. to me. And then you just like you say, you show, you're showing him on these on these alleged well weak yeah, weak well, inverted yeah. commas weaker <laughs> foot, less a strong foot. Yeah, I don't know how from, you from still 20, 25 yards there, you're not doing a lot wrong defensively, really. And it's just you've just you've just got to applaud it. It's just one of them goals. I don't think Patricia did anything wrong for me. I think it's just it's just a sweetly struck shot, and it's just flew in. And to quote a certain Sky Sports commentator, you just don't save those, do you? Just one of those shots. And I, th- I think, um, you know, talking about Patricia there, I think the interesting and one of the, um, uh, how can I put it, bookmark moments in that game is, I think after the 1-0, was it that Patricia made that save? He did, yeah. yeah. Uh, after, yeah, yeah. you know, so, and, and I think, I've got to say this actually, while we're talking about the first half is, and I'll be interested to know that um, you guys' thoughts, is Traore, because I've got to mention him because I was surprised when the team was selected because I thought two starts for Traore, generally with how things have gone this season, would usually mean he'll then be pulled for this game. And particularly when he came off um, at half-time at the following game. But I thought he was excellent. And I think the key for me was Traore with his pace, we were losing that effectiveness when he was that far up the pitch. But coming on, on the right-hand side... He was getting ball in his own half, where he was most effective, and I thought he was fantastic. I, I thought really his, thought he was his ball control this time was far better than I've seen in recent mm. weeks. And yet again, you know, people they were double, double, tripling yeah. upon him at times, but he's just he was able to move maneuver around people easily, which I haven't seen that from mm. him. It's always the ball's always We've away said, from him. I think Mingo said before. I mean that. Now that he's not playing up front, yeah, you'll see the you'll see what we bought him for. Think, wasn't it? You need to strip his game back to its simplest form. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to patronise a guy, but get him with his, you know, facing the goal, yeah. get him yeah. with the ball at his feet, and don't put him right up against a setter half or a no. full back, you know, because mm. you're just you're giving them a chance. You're giving them a chance. Give him five yards on someone and watch him just, you know, absolutely run people yeah. ragged. Yeah. He, there's still an argument that there was. A lack of end products, and in a way, you could yeah. you could probably you know work on that. But you're making teams shot absolutely shit themselves yeah. just by giving yeah. them that space to run but into. I mean, like, even his end product, <coughs> in a way, like actually his crossing isn't as bad as I think a lot of people sometimes think it is. And to be honest, if all he's told to do for ninety minutes or however long he's on the pitch for is hug the touchline, get that ball, drive to the byline and just dig out a cross you know what four times out of five it's probably gonna you know hit the first man or go past the back stick but at one in five chances it's gonna it's gonna find someone like Jimenez and you know I think for me on Saturday touch tomorrow Dave is um, you know the, the defensive work and like what mm. he brings to Wolves and the way he takes the pressure yeah off, he'll, he, he yeah. just release that bit of pressure you know, obviously he's trying to turn and run, get the ball up the pitch, but he wins those fouls as well. And there was a couple where, you know, it was getting a bit scrappy, and there'd been like a couple of headers go back and forth, and the ball kind of just came to him. And he tried to go inside and just picked up a foul about thirty yards out from our own goal. And you know, it's not always great to be fouled, but the fact that it just kind of slowed everything down, it stopped yeah. that pressure, it stopped people like Eriksson getting back on the ball for a bit. You know, I think it's. A, Hopefully, a part of the game that's really maturing for him. What I will say, though, I think you don't see much of Doherty when Troy is playing. Mm. Probably deliberate because if Doherty's running into that channel, he's going to kill yeah. Troy's <laughs> space as well. But mm. you saw much more of Doherty in the second half after after Troy had gone off. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, uh, one thing, sort of, I 
notice upon kind of not even the game, but our recent run of form is that you know start of the season we had you know ten games unchanged lineup, and now we've brought in a lot more squad rotation. You know, do you think that? I know players have got a bit more cohesion, so when they're coming in, they kind of all know what their jobs are, and there's almost a bit more competition for places. Do you think that's then a benefit um, because we've got this small squad because yeah. they can work more on? It means like we play individually; they know like, their roles. Yeah, we've almost like got different ways we can attack. So whether we're playing Triore on the right or we're playing Cost on the right, it almost doesn't matter because you know they both go about their job in two slightly different fashions. But the end product still result. Whether you know it's cost to play sixty minutes and ties them out, and then Traore bulldozes them, or Traore, you know, does you know works on them for sixty minutes, and then you've got Costa just to stretch the game. You know, I think that you know whether it's on the wingers. You, you know, we had Dendonka and Neves both come back in after. You know, say Martino haven't really put a foot wrong when they've played together, and you know all of a sudden they get dropped to the bench, but. You know, Donker puts in a decent enough showing, you know, to give show us all what he's probably capable of. I think if, um, I think if, I think if Traore plays like he can do, like yesterday, it'll help to like shake off the tag of the impact sub for him. Yeah. yeah. If we know that he can play, I mean, you could argue that all four of our wingers are, can be impact subs. Yeah. Well, and that's, they that's can all be can be used. Hang on, we don't play with wingers. Oh no. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do not know us. I won't let. Erase that from the in case the answers to this. <laughs> Clearly, I, I, I don't know Wolves. He'll just walk in, yeah. you don't know us. You don't know, you don't know, don't know, know us. us. But you're right, I was sure for him because he has got that tag and because he's our most expensive signing today. You know, we'll touch on that whether or not that gets trumped in January. Sorry, I, just, I, I like it then we, we can say to date. To date? Yeah. To well, date, yeah. yeah. No, because it's quite a modest well, amount for January's us. January's in a couple yeah. of days, boys. <laughs> And it, it, it just, I, I was, I was chuffed for him. But I think, as Rich was touching on, you know, I think that the fact that, it, I mean, it was interesting on match of the day, they were saying, oh, well, this is Wolves, they've never uh, changed from the way in which they play. Well, we have really, and we've adjusted, and we've, you know, Nuno talks about solutions, and we've done that. And the, the game management, we'll touch on the second half, and I'm sure many of us will want to speak about Matinho's influence. Um, so it's 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 selections, but it's also the fact that mid game and, and game management is fantastic. He's actually changing, you know, solutions within a game, which he's not a stubborn guy, I don't think. He gets a lot of you know, he plays the walls way and yes he plays in a system and yes it works. But he's not adverse to change. You know, Nevis came out the side, came back in the side and uh it's just yeah, I think for me know. one of my criticisms of Nuno and it it's hard to find one, but over the last 18 months it was that actually I didn't think his subs were particularly great I didn't think he'd change a game massively mm. and you know it's all well and good like bringing on someone when you're 2-0 up to make it and they'll make it 3-1 but you know there was a few times last season I thought well that's we're struggling to do it so I think you know let's say when we played Villa away um, and we kind of you know he tried to tweak it and we fell apart um, well, I suppose we've got more options this year, though, haven't we? Really, because yeah. you know we've you know we've got the emergence of Gibbs White and Jimenez, in, you know, and, and Costa and so forth. Whereas last year, with all due respect, we just had yeah. Bonatini as an option yeah. to bring on, you know. And we'll talk about January, but it, it's just a wasted. Yeah, I think you know it, uh, it, it's it's really good. I think at the moment that there is that freshness in the squad that you don't necessarily know who's going to be starting. You know, in fact, we've got a game in three days' time now and you know, we could probably argue for the rest of the day whether we think Trial Royal Costa should start mm. because mm. one scored one scored and has um, put on a few assists recently and the other one's, you know, basically worn out um, you know, one of the best defences in the league ragged. Yeah, I think I think from, from, from turn to the first half of the game, I think apart from that obviously the goal and then um the that the, the save from Patricio, I I can't remember anything Else, where they really carved us open, where we look exposed. I think again, defence, wrong point again. The back three, and the communication there is outstanding mm. between the three. There of was them. a bit, wasn't there a bit as well from a corner just after that save where Cody kind of headed it away off the yeah. line, kind of not off Came the line, but yeah, yeah. crossing any. There was that, but, it away, yeah. but apart mm. from that, we we switched them to long shots. Yeah, especially when you, considering there were some pundits, including like some of the the daft ones, like. Merson, who was saying this would be like an absolute stroll in the park, and 
just wasn't. It just it's such, it's like it's lazy punditry. Just it's, it's like they haven't watched us. Yeah, 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 that's what it, it feels. They just they just looked at the they just looked at the last result, didn't they? With Bournemouth, they just thought it'll be it'll be. It's the job he has to do every week for Sky. So he just thought you know it's just lazy comment though because like Wolves poor defence. It's like well hang on like. Even even as someone who like just what have we got the fifth best defense in the league or something you literally like just that? Got to look it's at the not league even yeah. like yeah. we we've conceded the most we've conceded in a game is three goals, of which was against Spurs of you know and we only lost by one goal. We're, it's I just thought it was embarrassing from from, yeah. from it's probably not on his own but he, I, I pick him out because he's he? a high profile one but I thought yeah from the first from the end, when the first half finished I thought just like, okay. One's, one's fine we haven't disgraced ourselves here and then obviously we're in the game we're, we're, we're still in the game yeah. we're still yeah. very much in the game yeah so look, before we start to move on to the second half we're talking about defence and again I, in terms of underrated players in this team Willie Bolly like you know I, just it's almost just casually accepted now that he is a brilliant centre half mm. you know think for me I think France should be watching him Honestly, mm. I wouldn't say underrated, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, no, say, like, he's just, he's just accepted now that he will yeah, put in eight out of ten. He's, he's under, yeah, he's underrated by the extent that he's putting in seven and a half, eight out of ten performances every game. But he's doing and it against world class players. Yeah, yeah and yeah, like, we, thing, we are, yeah. we are not bothered. I think the biggest stat for me is that we're twenty games into the league season. Bolly's played twenty games, zero bookings. You know, mm. find me another centre half. What a beast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, what, you know, wasn't, good defenders, oh, yeah. good defenders, clean sheets. Wasn't there a still? Wasn't there a still the other day that it was one of these rumour stories that he might be offered a chance to play for Ivory Coast oh, instead? To be fair, if if he isn't getting the call from France, yeah, why not? yeah. it's only because right. France have got an absolute pool of centre half. Yeah, yeah. Some decent players. To be fair, yeah, just you know, everything he does is just to. Absolute nth degree at the moment, and you know. It's, and do you remember yeah. when we first linked with him when he said apparently he didn't want to come? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on Twitter. There was, so yeah. They, yeah. I, I don't fancy. Thank you, thank alone. you, lucky stars. Now, he's also, yeah. if uh, Cavalero's Instagram feeds, to be know he's also a really good dancer. Yeah. Which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's talk. Let's talk about the second half and the forty-five minutes of magic, gentlemen. And Wolves really turned on the screw from maybe about kind of sixty-minute mark. And it came the first goal from Bolly, that man, of course. What was interesting on Match of the Day last night, they talked about how, and I hadn't realised when I was watching it at first, is how much space Bolly had for that oh, header. He just yeah. ran in, bang, you know there you go. And I kind of thought that, I didn't think the header was that powerful. And I thought Lloris could have done mm. better with it. I obviously yeah. don't care, but I just <laughs> watching, it in, watching the replay, you kind of think, that was probably it, a saveable header If I was still. a Spurs fan, I'd be fuming at that goal. Because you've let a six-foot-three centre-half have a free run-up. I know they went zonal, but you still attack the ball. And you don't have anyone on the posts. It was strange right. that no one competed with him. The whole post yeah. thing, I, I think that's just a red herring these days. You know, how but often you, does someone actually do it? But it wouldn't have made a difference, I don't think. No, yeah. I think you'd have wanted some extra protection around that goal. And I'd, I'd, I'd have had someone on the line just because I don't think... Lawrence just the basic lack good. of competing for the ball, though. That's, yeah, just yeah, that's the, the, criminal. The, yeah, I... It, it almost reminded like our goal that we conceded against Man City, where Laporte just had a free run and just crashed one in. And you, like, they've got some. You know, Spurs aren't exactly a small team. No, they're not. Like, you and know. I, yeah, and I think as well, it's, you see so much this season. They talk about clamping down on it. You know, the holding, the grappling, but it was the fact that the Wolves players and there were a few of them within line were, you know, had some real significant space and nobody went to kind of obstruct him or to put him off and, and they did, funnily enough, after the goal, um, you know, but yeah, it was, I, I saw that day, when I saw it, I thought, should he have kept it down and, and out, Larice? but I think it was quite close range and it was, to scoop it out, I think, yeah. It's textbook, it was, he's headed it downwards. Yeah. And- Let's be honest. I I didn't see a scoring from a goal, from a corner all season long. Yeah, <laughs> Some yeah. of our corners yeah, have been dreadful so yeah. far this season. So yeah, one of my uh, biggest criticisms of Coutinho is that his set pieces haven't exactly been great. I know what you're going to say, Gully. If only we had an expert set piece delivery <laughs> yeah. in the last six months. Oh. So, yeah, I'm so, we'll, so we're, Wolves equalised, of course, and then that's when it all came to fruition. And then Jimenez with his goal, which he hadn't scored an away goal all season no. uh, before this game. Yeah. Now you think about that's it. Yeah. Interesting little one, isn't it? Um, so, Jimenez scores, um, which you watch the replay, and there's a little nutmeg for the goal as well. Mm. So, yeah. it was great. I can't. I get, 
I kind of get a sense that it was. It felt a lucky goal again in some ways. It just kind of went through the legs and just trickled in. I had to do a double take. Yeah. 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 I was quite straight because how I, how I, where I was sitting, where the way <laughs> the angle was to the pitch, I, it didn't look... It looked as though it was going to bobble wide yeah. for me and until yeah. like, you saw it rest in the bottom of the net. You go, oh, it's actually gone in. You know what? I'm getting <laughs> Oh, that, ah. because it did. It was. He kind of took the shot. Not almost, but it might, it might be caught keeper by surprise, and maybe just the, the way it went, like say through the defender's legs. But Larissa was definitely slow to get to it, but he got it in practically the perfect position and the only position that he could mm. get it in. And it, it just, it's just one of those where you, the keeper's obviously trying his best to, to get to it, and he's just he's too far yeah. away and couldn't get to it. Yeah. And um, so you could claim it was just a brilliant finish. I'm going to claim it's more skill than luck on this occasion. I think he had the opportunity to... It wasn't exactly the cleanest shot, but he knows he can't try and push it more inside and try and bend one round. Because out Sometimes only go in because it's not a clean shot. Yeah, That's like he, he took the opportunity while it was the same as Kane in a way. You know, if Kane tried to take it a bit further in, he'd have probably been crowded out. You know, he took it early, which is what you're sort of told to do as a striker, and he's put it in the corner. And, you know, even when you watch it back, you sort of go, is it taking a deflection? Like, is it just kind of bobbled off his legs? But no, he's just, like, taking it as quickly as he possibly can. I because think. it meant a lot to him as well, because he comes straight over to where we were sitting, like, the, sh- the shirt was off, yeah, and he was yeah. holding the shirt. Everyone yeah. was walking away for celebrating, he was holding it to the, the Wolves fans. Was it so. a green top? It was not a Spanish green top, oh, okay. no. Just, just <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you see, like he meant, it just seemed to mean a lot to him. Whether it was like the occasion, the team, yeah. or something, it just seemed to mean he like so after, much to him. He did say after score. the game that you know the last time he won the Olympics at Wembley mm. um, back in 2012. So he said like it's like really proud moment mm. for him to play there. And, and I guess for for any player, not just obviously people in our country but worldwide they must still see Wembley as a, a, a historic yeah, place and to great. say you've you've not only won but you've scored a goal at Wembley mm. for anyone outside the UK will still be a, a special moment so I think, I think it was huge for him and like you say I think that it was the fact that it was at Wembley it's I think for Spurs because they've been there so long now really playing they really didn't hold as much as in a, you know in the steam as it does for uh, the likes of Jimenez but I thought he was brilliant yesterday and I was reminded of the summer. It was a bit of a lukewarm response when we brought him in on, on loan and they looked at his record. But the fact in terms of what he puts in as a performance, how he leads the line, you know, I think everybody will want to get him snapped up permanently because he's just a fantastic asset. I think he yeah. needs some help. Um, and we'll touch on that if we come to that a little bit later on in January. But he's one of the first names on the team sheet, isn't he? Because yeah. he brings yeah. so, so much, you know. And as Price refers to, he's passionate, he looks like he cares for the shirt and, you know, he works hard, he tracks people down, he's skillful. You know, you look at the Fulham game previously with his technique and his his all-round game and oh, I just think he's um, he's been the best player of the season mm. for me so far yeah. in, in terms of his influence. He's been first yeah, class. I think, I think it would have, it was in the added time and, he lost the ball on his own box and chased back and won it off Harry Kane it, it, back in our own half. And, you know, it just that level of desire to always be wanting the ball. It, everything he yeah. does is, is for the team, but he also has that... Selfish streak sounds a bit harsh, but he wants to score goals mm. alongside it. You know, it's almost like a nice bit of karma at the moment that, you know, he puts in all the work and he actually gets... You know, for glory at the end of it, I guess. But that, that's what happened in the first half, wasn't it? When when that led to the free kick that Patricio saved, he yeah. gave the ball away. He ran yeah. back, <laughs> back from his own, from the from the opposition half, as it were. Yeah. And and obviously caused the foul on Kane, but yeah. it was great. And then obviously Wolves wrapped up a perfect day with Adam's boy, not Jeff's boy, Adam's boy, <laughs> Hal Acosta for another great breakaway run. Doherty with the uh, the assist again. You watch this I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, is it going to go in? And it just did, seems to bobble. I couldn't tell if it was, when you watched the replay. I couldn't tell if it was actually an own goal at first because of how it struck, and with the tackle, you know. But it's Costas, and he finally gets his Premier League goal, Adam. And you must have mean? been as happy as a, a schoolgirl. Oh, I, was. <laughs> I was giddy. Yeah. Uh, well, first, before I talk about the goal itself, it's great. Uh, just our general play. Because at that point, I think we mentioned earlier, we're a two-one. We weren't just sitting back and thinking, "Well, we'll hold on to the two-one there." Costa's already making that when you watch back he's making the run he's looking to get played in and we're looking to just kill, kill off the game and um, 
I was delighted. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was, I was on, I was on to get there as well. You know, yeah, so he come across the defenders, didn't he? Yeah, came on side and then he curved it in and run so it, well. It, and it was a great finish. Um, again, probably wasn't a cleanest struck, but didn't it? It's one of those where it just even not hitting the ball right has helped. It got it, it got it into the position of the goal where it's ended up going in. But um, I was on my chair. I was on, I was on my chair, just like. Just screaming, hell the Costa, over and over again. You know when like some players celebrate and they look up to the point up to the sky and look up like that. That's what I did. I, just looked, up. I looked up. I felt like his dad. Like doing, my the boys. Mike, doing the Mikey Burroughs. <laughs> repeating. My boy scored. Uh, well, for many, I'm, I'm proud for, of your son. For reasons which are on the public record on this here podcast, I've always, I've always backed him, and he's, he's obviously come to a lot of criticism recently. There and was a second, so where I thought you might have given it away when he came back oh, onto his left foot. And he was yeah. about to hit it. I thought the defender uh, was yeah, about yeah, to yeah. get back in. in because I expected that to happen a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Running through one on one, I didn't have faith at the in minute. Yeah, what, what, yeah, what I did. I did. And he ran up to you. It's you, Gully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was again one of them where the ball it hit the ball, and like again, again because of the angle of my seat, I guess I wasn't quite sure straight away if it had gone in yeah. or not. Um, but I was, I was so made up for him because obviously a lot of people have been criticising recently. He's the only one that they were. Can't call them wingers now. Uh, attacker forwards <laughs> that hadn't scored. Um, all right, got a few assists recently and brilliant. But he, he was obviously pining for a goal. Mm. And you know, he's as I said before, he's a confidence player. He's clearly had been lacking some of that confidence recently. Hence, some of the things just weren't coming off for him. So for him to get a goal and like on such a big stage as well and such a big setting, I'm hoping, really hoping, this does his confidence like a world of a world of good now. And we'll push on and we'll see more of the Costa that we've known from the last mm, two yeah. seasons. Because who who wouldn't want the Costa of, of, of two years ago back playing on their team now? Um he's, he's Nuno obviously sees something in him all the time because he's he's all he's started a lot of games, he's normally what he, well no, normally one of the first go to subs for Nuno. So Nuno sees something in training every day to think, yeah, you know, I'm gonna always involve you, I'm always gonna play you because I know what you can do. It just requires something, probably like yesterday, to give him that extra confidence boost. So yeah, I can. I, I've scored now. I've got a Premier League goal. I can. I can do it now. Here on here from here on in. I think it's worth remembering though that for so many of these players, what was the stat at the start of the season? Ryan Bennett had done ninety-seven out of ninety-eight Premier League appearances yeah. of the whole squad oh, right, put okay. together. I think Doherty made one, yeah. Yeah. and the rest yeah. of them, none of them have played at this level before. So you've got to cut them some slack and eventually it's all coming together. Jota, you know, after being written yeah. off yeah. 15, 16 games in, scores a goal, scores a winner, gets the confidence. Cavalero's had some good performances. Troy you know, redeemed himself a little bit yesterday and now Costa's doing it. So, you know, take it easy on these kids because they're young yeah. players as well. So... They'll they'll get there eventually. Yeah. Jamie Vardy wasn't a hit, instant hit at no. this level, yeah. so that's what baffles me when you say like you know cutting some slack. That's what baffles me. Like the the guy who sits in front of me, who 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 what player can get motivated by being called like a useless fucking arsehole every time they even draws breath? <laughs> does this guy listen? I really hope he listens. I hope he does. Yeah. Uh, what, I need, well, actually, what I need to do is I need to think of a witty retort for Wednesday. So, <laughs> yeah, so when yeah, he comes yeah. to take his seat. Right now, I'm just going to scream "Hell the cost" in his face. Yeah. Like, I need something. I need is something that, a bit more. Is that witty? That. I, need to, <laughs> I need some. This is what I say. I need something a bit more wait, witty than doing. Send Hell the cost t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. With, so with you and him just photoshopped together. Send so your suggestions in. I'll get. I'll get Hell the cost the photo, and I'm just going to attach it to his seat. So when he, <laughs> when he puts it down, he's going to go. Oh. I think for me, it's two things with Costa's goal. Is a he seemed to have learned from his mistake against Bournemouth, where he had a really similar opportunity and he fluffed his last. Yes. And this time, you know, he took that extra touch and put it onto his stronger left foot. And say it didn't need to be the cleanest of strikes because he's got enough ability to scuff it in. The other one was, it was a great assist by Doherty, but the work Neves did to get the ball out wide to him because mm. he wasn't facing in the same direction, but he did that kind of, a, yeah, he did it, that like yeah. the Neves turn with like the outside of his foot and just all of a sudden just opened up the pitch for Doherty and, you know, Five touches later, it's three one. Um, and I, sorry, yeah, no, no, no. I was just going to say. I mean, what Gully referred to there with with Jota. Hopefully, Costa will have the Jota effect in terms of getting a goal and and picking up form. Um, and these players are going to be in and out. But as, as Price was talking about Costa, there, I was thinking, you know, 
we're recording this just prior to the Liverpool Cup game, and then I think of his performance, you know, in the Cup against Liverpool at Anfield, and it's those type of performances which we know were in him. You know, this guy didn't have a horrendous injury; he's, he's had a few knocks, but we know there's that player there, and he showed glimpses of it. Um, so I was, I was, I was delighted for him, and they are going to have peaks and troughs, but. Ultimately, you know, as I say, it can be a little bit of naivety in terms of having that that experience. The game can be switched, but Costa's always had that in his locker. We've seen that before. We've seen that in him. And um, it was just connecting, getting that goal. And hopefully he can go on a, on a you know, a similar run to Jota. Mm-hmm. And actually, talking about Jota, that makes that performance <laughs> the weekend even better. Because Jota's been fantastic and such an outlet for us. Um, that we didn't miss him. You know, mm. Jossa would have started in that side, really, if he would have been fit, let's be honest. And we did it without him. And You're getting into wonderful selection thing, headache. You know? Yeah, isn't that amazing? Right, we're going to do a bit more Spurs chat. We've also got January transfer window, and we're going to talk about a bit, bit about Palace after this. Welcome back to the show. Gentlemen, I want to kind of recap and summarise on Spurs. Uh, individual performances, anyone noted? Oh, we need. We, we mentioned him briefly, but the man Dendonka started. He actually started the game. What a jammy git to make your full debut at Wembley. What a jammy <laughs> git. But what do we all think of uh, Dendonka's performance? Because he did have that knock about four minutes in when he clashed knees. He looked yeah, really yeah. bad. Who was it he, he clashed knees with? Yeah. He just walked off, clash- didn't he? That he was like, yeah, it's fine, mate. Yeah. How did they give the free kick to Spurs? Oh, that was yeah. bizarre. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. understand that. Yeah. Atwell, that's all you can yeah. say. So, what, what do we think of Dendonka's performance in the game? I think yeah. you didn't really notice a drop-off in any any kind of level. No. Uh, he wasn't you know, giving the big switches that you might see from, say, or Moutinho, but it was nice to have someone in there that you felt was just going to compete in every kind of aspect mm. of the game. I think it was deliberate with Sissoko being in there. And he had quite an influence on the mm. game at, um, at Molyneux. We needed a bit more of a brute in there to kind of compete with him. And then Dog, he's, he's a lot more mobile than people yeah. would yeah. think, I think, as he well. Can get about with pitch, but yeah. he's, a, he's a big lad. He is a big he? lad, yeah. yeah. I like him. Good player. Yeah. Good, good. Worth, worth the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd like, I'd like to see a bit more of him. He looked a little bit. Not, I was going to say unfit. He didn't look fully match fit, but you're going to expect that expect from someone who yeah, who hasn't played a you know a league game in what six months, um, you know, or started one. But I think it showed that it's potentially just another string to that midfield bow. That you know, he's mat- a different type of player, yeah, isn't he? You know, and he's, he's been yeah. one that a few of us, including myself, have said that we've needed, particularly against mm-hmm. a bit more of a physical. Midfield, whether they're going to be quicker or stronger, you know, we're just going to be outnumbered. We do need to have someone who's going to be able to stand the ground. But uh, you know, saying that, Neves put in a hell of a shift in a much more of a defensive midfield role mm. yesterday. But uh, again, that's back to our competing for places. But you know, I think with, I don't know whether Dendonka will start on Wednesday, but I think it's probably safe to assume he'll start against Liverpool in the cup. But you know, hopefully. Uh, we got to trust Nuno on sort of why he's not played in much of the first six months, whether it is a fitness one or adjustment to the style of play. But hopefully, second half of the season, we can sort of bring him through because, you know, from what we've seen of him do at Wolves and previously, there does seem to be a pretty good player there who can drop into a few different mm. positions. Anybody else, for not just Ndonka, but anybody else in particular that people were impressed with, not so impressed with? I think Moutinho's got to get a yeah. huge shout. I know he came on as a substitution, but um, the way he influenced that game, and as, as, as we spoke about, and I don't know if I spoke about this just prior to coming on the pod, so I'll just relay it here, and I know Price briefly touched on it. When we think of recent Premier League history of wars, and we, we, we've gone to like the bigger sides, you know, we've looked at, we'll get a point, and we'll play to corners, and we'll consolidate, and we'll keep what we've got, you know. But we've now got the players with the freedom and the confidence and the ability, you know, players like uh, Messinio who will go, no, this is the game for the taking. We're not going to get a point here. We're going to move this on. You know, his his delivery for the... um, I think he was involved in the first two goals, wasn't he, I think, in in some form. The one for the cross for, obviously, Bolly, and then out out wide to Cav. Um, 
you know, following on from a very good, strong second half performance against Fulham, you know, you look at the number of games and congestion. So it wasn't a surprise in that sense. We were chatting about it in not being featured, but hopefully he starts again on on uh, on Wednesday because he he was a delight to watch at times yesterday. I thought. I, I, Neves improved as well. Yeah. I say. I saw a bit more of a raised performance from him, but I'd have to second Matinho as well, for sure. It's like, when he come on, he just said, right, he put his arm around like Neves and said, I'll take it from here. That just seemed to be how, how, it, how it went, because he, he, he just literally pulled the strings for the entire second half, and he's, he's obviously an ultimate big game player, just because of his experience and what he's done in the game. So what, a, as, as Hoop was saying, what a, what a player just to bring on. Yeah. Instead of bringing on someone, just saying, just, just sure, like a, a, another... Battler, or yeah. like a dog yeah, of war midfield. Just, yeah, yeah. just to say, just, just, just to keep put it, play for fouls, or just disrupt the game. Like, no, no, we can throw Matinho, who guy yeah. who will change the game for yeah, us. Yeah. He will dictate how it goes. Yeah. So, uh, I, I did, I would, like I would say, I would say never uh, there was improved performance from him. But for me, I mean, just the standout yeah. guy for us was was Matinho from when he come on. He just just changed it, just changed it all in our favour. It was it was going our way anyway, balance of play. But him just took the balance yeah, right yeah. right to us. Yeah. Um, I was going to say it was almost like Nuno and Matinho watched the game for 60 minutes and sort of saw where Spurs were looking a bit weak and just kind of gone you know what we know I think someone like Matinho with all that experience and quality actually instead of like seeing the game how you've seen it for your entire life and wanting to go out and win the game just drop 10 yards back and just cut just step just be on front of Cody for the rest of the game, and we'll see this game out. It's not, it's not going to happen, is it? You know, we, we're, we're quite blessed at Wolves that we've got some pretty intelligent players. I think uh, Nuno probably gives him instructions. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's, he's yeah. sees the game for himself. What I liked was against Fulham, you saw straight after half time we were moving the ball so much quicker, and it was quite visible. What I noticed yesterday was. After 1-1 and after Matinho was on the pitch, it seemed like we almost slowed the game down a little mm. bit and took an extra touch on the ball. Mm. It's not like we were anxious to get the ball into the strikers and leave them isolated to lose the ball up top. Mm. There, was a bit, there was an extra pass in there, an extra touch, and then suddenly the space just opens up for you because Spurs were a bit ragged. Yeah, so that's got to be down to sort of the confidence and also the game management, but yeah. they know the game. You know, it, it was almost like they could sense Spurs bottling it. Um, as soon as like the first goal went in, you're not allowed to say that about them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, they, 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 it was like they sensed a weakness and thought, you know what, we're not gonna, we're not afraid of this. We're gonna embrace it. Let's not rush it because if we rush it, we're gonna give the ball away, and Spurs will probably go up with your friend and score. Let's take that extra touch. Be confident in our ability and be confident in everyone else. And you know, before you know it, it was two one and. You know, at that point, Spurs were really having to work out what they needed to do. And, you know, as I said before, just our unrelenting belief that we can win. Shout out for Jimenez as well. And then a shout out just for our back three. Yeah. From what we said earlier. From just just how, because that just limited Tottenham to that two chances all game. Uh, so champagne man the match, gentlemen. Champagne and caviar. Who are you going to give your bottle of Prosecco and your, your tub of caviar from Waitrose for... Uh, Adam, who are you going to go for? I think the other one will be for Matinho, but because he didn't come on to late in the game, I'll say if it was all round contribution, I'll go for Jimenez for how for, how, for his goal and for just how well he worked on the back line all game long. Jimenez spelt with an E in the middle. Jimenez. Yes, or yeah. Jimenez. Yeah. yeah. Jimenez. <laughs> Gully. Jimenez. Jimenez. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> Gully, what are you going for for man match for you? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. Probably leaning towards Bolly, I think, just because. Oh God. He just seems to improve with every single game, and he yeah. gets like he's even more relaxed on the ball. Like, yeah. he's got yeah. you know <laughs> had like David Nugent running at him last year, and now he's got Harry Kane. He's still just oh yeah, I just yeah, turn on this <laughs> yeah, and yeah. play. Yeah, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Honest. Yeah. Uh, so one for Jimenez, one for Bolle, Rich. Uh, I'll go Jimenez. Jimenez as well. Yes. Right. I think I'll even it up, but not just for the sake of it. I think Bolle. Yeah. I thought, Bolle. I thought it was good. He was just. Colossal, it, it, and it's just a sheer confidence yeah. that he, he has, you know. 
He's, um, he's up levels from last year, hasn't he? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Has and it took him. It took him. It took him about but, two or three yeah. games to start the season to yeah. get used to the level again. But now he's like Gully says, he's just like whatever. It's just casual now, yeah. isn't it? Really. What do you um, mean, Dave? Uh, I'm bullied just sheerly for the dance on Cavs Instagram yeah. <laughs> story <laughs> afterwards. Nothing else. Connor Cody just totally oblivious to the whole situation. Yeah. Hurricane Dive. Yeah. Because uh, much of the day, uh, Shearer said it was a dive, but um, Daddy Murphy, Murphy said it was a dive. Daddy oh, Murphy said it was a dive. A slight bit of his heel caught him. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Just he was on his way down before he even took it past him. <laughs> Murphy's, I, I, Murphy's in danger there of affecting his integrity by saying that was, that, yeah. that was not a dive. It's because Kim Watts didn't do much when he came uh, on, uh, so he has to... And, and then, then Kane just that, did that annoying thing of covering his mouth. Sorry, ref. Yeah, um, before we finish on this game, Adam, because you were you were, actually went to a Wembley Stadium that mm. day. How did it feel going as a league game? We kind of talked about this poor recording, but did it feel like a big occasion? Did it just feel like a standard league game, despite it being at Wembley? No, it it did. I think the, the fans made it feel like a special occasion. So as I was saying before, you know, you, you get. When, it, when, it re- when we realised we were going to be playing at Wembley, a lot of fans are suddenly saying, well, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go, because it's got to be a cup final, I'm not going to go to Wembley. Okay, well, okay, you stick to that if you want to. Yeah. Everyone else, we'll, we're going to go, and we're going to have a lovely time. And, yeah, there was obviously more, there was lots more selfies and videos out in force and being taken, and you'd have to expect that, because mm. it is our home of football that we're playing at. It, it, most people never saw... Wolves play at Wembley or let alone been to watch them live so there was an element of occasion about it and that's why we're talking about it in these special terms because to go there and play that sort of team everyone thought everyone was just bought really bought into the big occasion of it all obviously it wasn't when, you, when you're inside there and like you see the whole the whole top tier shut off because obviously to Spurs playing Wolves at home between Christmas and New Year probably not that big of a draw so that, you know, it's a bit of a shame that you're not seeing it in its full glory. You're not having like a full packed house at Wembley. Mm. It was, I, I can't remember what the attendance was. It was about 45, 50,000, something like that. Jeez. So, you know, you're seeing it at like, what's that, two thirds full, maybe? Just some, just over half full, it's I think. Like pre-season friendly. Yeah. Kind yeah, of yeah so like, I mean, all the atmosphere from our point of view was excellent because obviously all the three and a bit thousand of fans were making all the noise. But from, from the Spurs side, it, it was obviously a bit All you could hear. Trap. Was Wolves fans? Yeah, yeah, no, honestly. Yeah. Mm. Until Spurs scored and that first bizarre, goal, yeah. Like even the Stuart Atwell is one of your own. Like <laughs> I thought for a second, is he a Spurs player? But no, he can't be. He can't be them. So yeah, I mean, I, I haven't been to Wembley for about ten years, and I'm sure it was last time I went was uh, around '07. And um, so it, the, the, the air has changed a bit since I like, all the new build stuff going up. But I mean, yeah, essentially, it's still it's the grand grand stadium. All the Wolves fans have bought into it, and there was an element of occasion with it. And with the result that came with it, I think everyone's just putting it like, as we said earlier, in like the top five moments of the yeah, year yeah. for them, or ever. In some, in some people's some people's outlook, yeah. It's so it, it was it was a great day. Well, up really to seventh day. at time recording um, and twenty nine points. Oh, oh, it's, it's so good. It's yeah, so like good. <laughs> I'll, I'll rest then when we hit 40. <laughs> I can relax there. Right, let's talk about the January transfer window, gentlemen. It's only at time recording a couple of days away. Um, how do you see it playing out for Wolves in terms of personnel? Where do Wolves need to recruit? Is the obvious one a striker? Although there's probably debate amongst that. Um, and is there anywhere else where Wolves may need to reinforce or get a better option? Where do everybody think with the, with the January sale? I think the only place... Potentially another striker just for maybe a little bit more competition for that central berth in that front line is maybe at wing back. Just because there is no real cover for Doherty apart from Johnny. Yeah. And the only cover for Johnny is Vanagra, who I don't think ev- anyone really fully trusts to put in five strong, consistent games yet. I think he's got a great future. Personally, if we could get someone to either play left wing back or right wing back just to cover us for the next six months, I think that's the only real part that we need. I mean, now that Donker's in the team, you've got Sace in the team as well. The defence is fairly covered in terms of those guys. You've still got Courtney Hawes kicking about as well. Um, you know, we've, we've almost got of the right amount of players unless like you try and go and overhaul everyone I don't 
And I think that's it. it. I think I think it depends how far you want to go because you can be content and say, well, actually, this side will be a top ten Premiership side. However, if you take a little bit of sentiment out of it and want to push on to that next level, seventh, sixth place, then whilst Ryan Bennett's doing very well at the moment. You've got to look to upgrade, in, in my opinion, if you are to take it to the next level. You know, you look at Douglas last year, we brought Johnny in. You look at many players who have, have done fantastic jobs, and it's no disrespect to them, but you've got to push on. So I would say another striker to compete with Jimenez, another um, centre half, and another win back to fight for those two positions um, if you want to take it to the next level. I think who they are, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know. I think it's important to know this is like the. January window and by its very nature you see less yeah. you yeah. see less activity so I don't think you're going to see any major surgery done to our team at all I mean you, you may, may get caught by one by surprise we could suddenly say, say John is permanent now and he could we could have him yeah uh, Jimenez yeah. Same. we could just say right, could we did the same with Cost didn't we yeah. six months into his loan we just went with 13 mil we've got him now so we could see one of those potentially made permanent if, if they so want to remain um, that's not a Brexit term or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so remain safe. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I don't think I don't think you might see like one one deal come in and um, where that would be. I'm, I don't know. You, you, the obvious place you look to is up is up front because I dare I dare say even if like Jimenez gets injured and can't compete anymore. He might, he'll still bring on like Cavalera rather than Bonatini. Yeah, yeah. Bonatini is just yeah. not going to get a game because just which is back. Why the question why we even signed him, but. He's just not going to play. I mean, he might play against Liverpool in the stiffs in the in the cup, maybe. But in the league game, he's. I mean, how many times has he come on in the league game this year? Bonatini mm-hmm. zero, maybe. I don't. Know, I can't remember who's come on in the league game. Coming at Spurs and um, so it's West it's rare. It's, no, it's rare. It, rarely, it, rarely it, new yeah, no yeah, turns it, to him. It's not like you know with. Gibbs White, let's say, if he's on the bench, he's most likely going to come on on the 60th minute. Like, yeah, it really, really Vinagre turns to really him. is more yeah. of an attacking influence, <laughs> yeah. which, with all due respect, doesn't look great. I mean, the thing is, we're not going to see a Fulham-style recruitment, are we, in this window? No, not no, for, not for no. the winter window, no. We do, we? No. Like I say, you might get... You might get that's, what, that's what I see, and you look historically back through the winter windows, there's, by and large, there's less transactions going on in the summer window, so I think we might do one, maybe make a loan permanent... And if you're asking me where that one might be, it could be, could be a striker. But then, but I would look to get say someone in a wing back to cover uh, Doherty. But does it need to be a striker that fits the mould of Jimenez because of the system, or does it need to be a different striker to then give Wolves a different option? I think they're all different, really. Yeah. But we know how we play. We know what we're looking to achieve. There's always going to. They've probably got a short list of three or four players, whether they're achievable or not. They've got four they thousand well, CVs, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they they will probably be planning six to twelve months ahead. Yeah. yeah. In, in terms of their recruitment, yeah. um, based on a number of different scenarios, if we're in Europe, if we're <laughs> top ten, you know, yeah. There's there's always going to be a plan B, C, D, whatever. I just think January signings have the potential to make or break seasons mm. in a way depending on the harmony of the squad what kind of play you bring in and I'd honestly say just stick with what we got for the, the rest of the year it's good enough to take us mm. as high as seventh yeah. we've seen that you know what's the point in disrupting um, that kind of harmony we might get an injury you know that's just a fact of life yeah. but so is it more about squad depth if we were to bring anyone in? Because like you're saying so basically sure. you don't need to bring anyone yeah. in. Be happy if we don't, but if we were, it might be squad depth. I'd argue with the squad depth conversation that you're potentially stopping players who get in a whole half season of Premier League football can improve exponentially. Mm. You know, without that game time, you're just writing them off straight away. You can yeah. re- you can you know sit down in the summer and reassess. Everyone's dispensable. We know that if you want to be where folks yeah, want yeah. to take us, mm. but you you still have no clue how good some of these players can be with with another you know season under their belt. So give them every chance. I I don't see why there's no, there's nothing to suggest we need to bring in anyone. Yeah, Maybe a loan with a view to a permanent yeah, or something. I, but I, I, yeah. I'd be sub- I think kind of you both kind of Adam clearly touched upon it. That I think probably the likely scenario is that. Either Johnny and Jimenez, and or will sign permanently, and we'll then get a lone player in 
on top of that just to almost well if it works out great yeah. and you know we'll sign them permanently if it doesn't they'll go back to wherever they came from I think that seems to be a good tactic that's worked for them to almost a bit of a try before you buy on a lot of players yeah almost um, went Brexit there as well yeah I, I'm, try, I'm trying really, <laughs> we are trying really hard right now um, I think probably the more interesting debate maybe is like who's likely to go because you know we've still got players like Iorfa kicking about Rafa Mir's on his way back as well isn't oh, we, don't, we don't need a striker forget it we go with yeah it. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Like, like a new signing. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine Nuno trying to pitch that one in the press, can't you? But it's true, though. We could have some people go out and like, Ebanks Landell, again, is yeah. he's still kicking about as well. Would people like Hawes maybe get loan time yeah. as well? Be interested. Yeah. I think I think Hawes, I offer, I think they should find a championship club, shouldn't they, yeah. really? There's no real way, you know. I wouldn't have There's no future so. for me, is there? No. No. no, not at all. How weird, though, for two promising players only maybe three four years ago that, I mean I offer was registered as a Premier League player wasn't yeah, he yeah, it's, in the squad, it's all yeah. to do with yeah. probably English quotas yeah. and yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff but now we've got Max Kilman <sighs> well, that's the thing I offer was registered and Kilman still ended up on the bench <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what it's just bizarre thinking actually but. I love that name still yeah. Max Kilman we're going to get a laugh out of this yeah. we're going to get a lot out of it um I think with January though, it's one of those things where there's there's so much expectations now with um, with the money we have now. But January is the same every year. It's a very difficult window to buy anybody in, and people mm. like Gully was kind of touching on. You've got to really temper your expectations a bit. In terms Unless of there's where, something that's you know sitting there too good to refuse. Yeah, which is very unlikely in January because everyone is in that relegation dogfight, and they're yeah. the ones that are going to be spending big money, and you drive the prices up or whatever. You make a good point. Like the, the, whoever comes in, you're coming at the halfway point. We've all, we've got our squad harmony. Yeah. We've got the way we play. They've all got they've got to fit into all that and hit the ground running. If you sign in the summer, at least you've got your pre-season. You've got to your bed weeks to bed in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get them in January the first or whatever, whatever point in January. You got to just hit hit the ground. You got to go straight in. Start yeah. playing straight away. And it's usually players who haven't been playing much for the first half of the season either. So there's no mm. match fitness or anything. So I I'd, I'd just say that I'd, I'd, I'd hopefully. People's expectations aren't too lofty. I know they're naturally going to be because with contact get, money. We're getting Jekko in on loan, Roma. We're, that's we're getting transfer embargoed for FFP. <laughs> yeah. Are we hearing Taliski yet? Yeah. He's on the plane. What's yeah. the What's the Andre Silva watch so far, Adam? Where, where is he on the scale? His goals have dried up, I think, haven't they? Yeah. So I've got Costa to fawn over there instead. So. Let's do a little prediction of now, and we'll try and review it if we can remember at the end of January. How many players will come in and leave so it can be on loan or bought uh, for the January transfer window total Wolves player transactions yes <laughs> so you can do, you can s- under 23 the, the standard academy the, side yeah we've got the, yeah. <laughs> well that's the standard we always have the ones well, there's one's already happened about, Jordan yeah. Graham's yeah. gone yeah. again yeah. Yeah, 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 Oxford and now it's on Christmas Day present so ins and outs what does everybody think a, a little prediction for January for Wolves uh, two Sign-ins in, and maybe four out. Couple permanent, couple loan out. Two and four, Rich. I'll go two and three. Two and three. Adam's having a deep think here. I am. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for three. One in, two out. Yeah, one in, two out. With about six under twenty-three. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay, let's talk about the game at on Wednesday. It, again, this is what I love about Christmas. You just forget the days of the week. Yeah. Absolutely love it. So Wednesday, Wolves got their first game of twenty nineteen against Crystal Palace at home. Uh, as time recording, Palace are playing Chelsea at home. Although they had got a great win against uh, Man City over the Christmas period. Um, there's this one thing that goes about, which I know Ben in our group has tried to dispel so much is that Wolves don't do well against teams down the bottom. I think we've already known now against recent results that not, that's not the case. Maybe teams in the relegation zone this season we've done absolutely terrible in because you could argue the game wins Fulham. We weren't at the, uh, we weren't at the races. Uh, but this is a game, again, if Wolves want to try and push for a top-10 finish this season, these are the kind of games at home you should be winning. Mm. I think you're getting into the period where obviously everyone's played each other once already. Um so you all know a little bit about each other. So it's basically stop Wilf Sahar. Townsend's had his one allocation of a super goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's done for next year. Yeah. We're going to be all right. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, with Cardiff, you know, I just had a quick look at the league table. They are top of the bottom. They're on 19 points. They're five points above the relegation zone. But Brighton in 13th are six points ahead of them. I know uh, Palace are playing today against Chelsea. And, you know, that might change. But, you know, they're, they're clearly like the top of the shit. And you're right. We, it's a game where, on paper, we're at home. We've had a good win. We're in decent form at the moment. We should be putting these to bed. I like that top of the shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, the polished turd of the, <laughs> the league yeah. table. Like, you know, the, the fact that I don't, know, I don't think they'll get relegated this season. I think there's definitely three worse teams than them in this league. You know, they've clearly got some squad issues they need to sort out, into, especially in that. You know, their number nine, like, you know, they kill for someone like Jimenez because, you know, they've just got players like um, Ben Teke who just doesn't seem to want to score any more goals. I think they're signing Dominic Solanke, apparently. Yeah, well, that's well, a recently, like, yeah. Hardly yeah, a proven you, goal scorer. Yeah. Richard, have you taken on the gully preview for this? Apparently, I have just quietly <laughs> just <laughs> taken it off him. <laughs> It's not right. It's Christmas. It's, Christmas. it's not right. Yeah. Yeah. Time to give. I was going to say it's my present from Gully this year. Um, oh, well, I was. Thinking today about this game was the last time we played Palace at home, um, the Sol back in season when it yes. was the emergence of Sahar when he scored. Sahar destroyed us, oh. yeah. and he scored. I think it's. I think it might have been the winner. He scored like a goal from the thirty yards out, and it was fantastic. Goal, yeah. And it was that weird game where we were one 0 up. Then Doyle hit the crossbar, which would have killed off the game. If we'd won that game, we would have gone top, I think. And then from that moment, we just went down. Stuck in your mind. Then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It just, it just shows though, it's what strange old games can be sometimes when you see when you see Palace go to Man City and win three and not just like a what a scruffy one nilla. They've gone and scored three goals there. Yeah. So you kind of make you think, oh, but that's the Christmas period, though, isn't it? You they... do get those random results. I bet you neutrals might look at the Spurs Wolves result and go, well, it's Christmas. You're going to get those results. If yeah. you know people who don't see Maybe. Wolves every week may look at that like they did with the Palace game against City. Not to just, I, yeah. I, yeah, I still th- I think that we've got enough to beat him. Um, but it's Roy, it's Roy the boy, isn't he? He's going to make it. It's going to make it difficult. <laughs> make it isn't hard. It? Yeah. It's going to make it difficult. Yeah. It's going to be two banks of four. Because that's, that's, that's what. That's what. That's what. You saw. against Fulham. What happens when teams like to sit back and, and just defend against, especially the second half? We can't break them down easily. Mm. We do find it difficult. You find. You know, Matinho in the left back position, and you know, the other central <laughs> midfielder at right back, and there's just no kind of cohesion between the midfield and the attack. And Hodgson is good with this level of club. He's you know he's never going to be a top level manager, but mm. he knows what he's doing, and he's not going to be as naive as he was against us at home. Dare I say, just thinking of it now off the top of my head, is it the first time that Roy Hodgson has managed a team at Molyneux since that day? Since, since the five one. Arguably, I think it might be someone obviously Kenny proved Dalglish wrong. Kenny Dalglish was the Liverpool manager when they beat us. Yes, I think he's already gone. Yeah, yeah, three one so, or something. Just came to my head. Yeah. Nice, nice yeah. little start there. I will <laughs> say with Palace, apart from you know scribbling off the Chelsea game, they are actually unbeaten three so far. They've won two and drawn one. Little stat for you. <laughs> I mean, I'm still, I'm, I'm we'll, we'll see what the result is today. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, yeah. it's either gonna be for a beaten in four, or they've lost like one in their last four. But uh, team selection was then, gentlemen. We, you know, Gully touched on about the the headache selection. Though you would expect more changes again because it's so many games in so many days. Do you see perhaps Sace and Matinho will come back in for starts? Um, will you see a change up at the top for example will Costa start this time will Troy go down to the bench how would you set up to compete with what is still a fast paced Palace side at times I think I'd only I I think we've we've made the changes and I think we can make changes within the game but I think for me I'd probably be surprised to see Didonka get another start taking into account his, his lack of games this year and that we've got the cup game on the horizon as well where he'll probably get 90 minutes in that game so I think Matinho would probably come in and start the game at his expense um, Traore depending on his injury because he obviously came off in the week I think may get another start so yes he may I mean I can't pre-guess him because he, you know he's made some decisions which I hadn't seen coming and he may alter the squad but I think he's probably done enough tweaking I'd I, I, I think maybe just Matinho. Might be wrong. 
I'm not sure no. this is a game for Troy or to be honest. No. If if they're going to sit deep mm. again, it's, you need someone a little bit cuter. Mm. Um, and having Costa back in, wouldn't, wouldn't I wouldn't argue with that, to be honest. No. Yeah. And if Jota's back fit, maybe there's an argument for Jota to come back in as well because they, they keep saying he might be back in every week and mm. he's uh, missed the last couple. But other than that, you want your, your players who are going to move the ball as quick as possible. And um, Matinho Neves, so uh, I'd have them as a central midfield pair indefinitely. Anybody else for team selection wise before we wrap up Palace? Because we yeah, all want to get back to Christmas, don't we? Let's be honest. Let's all get back to Christmas. Similar to what the guys have said, I'd, I'd, I'd obviously have Costa in, and then um, then Donker. Uh, yeah, I think he'll be saved now for the cup game. So like Matinho will come back in. I was kind of leaning towards Sace, but I think you know, given how well he pulled the strings um, against Spurs, you'd probably see that. That centre midfield pairing come back again. Lovely. Is it really? Rich, your final thought on Palace? <coughs> yeah, I. Um, my two cents. My two cents. <laughs> I, similarly, I think. Um, will Troy be fit? Because didn't he come off with a bit of a. Oh, yeah, that is true, yeah. Hamstring tweak. Um, I think it'd be good if they could bring Jot back in. Mm. Um, potentially, I might start Gibbs White and try and do the slightly narrower version um, and have sort of. Cav and Jimenez up front and Gibbs White behind and I'd probably have Matinho and Neves in midfield. Uh, predictions then for Wolves Palace 2nd of January 1st game of 2019 Will Nuno start 2019 um, I was going to say as he started 2018 but I don't think we actually started 20 this year quite well did we? <laughs> it was that little bad patch for Nuno so will he start 2019 well? Adam what's your prediction for Wolves Palace? 1-0 uh, win 1-0 win Goal. Cool. I'm going to go 2-0. Two 2-0. Nil. Two nil. Two nil. Two nil as well. 2-0. Two 2-1 nil. Two win. 2-1 two win. Uh, I will also say 2-1. All round winners. Look at that. It's really good. Uh, before we finish off the podcast, just a mention for our sponsors, Pixel Yeti Media. If you're looking for a web designer or your business needs a new logo or a bit of marketing, go go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com. They don't just do web design. They're a creative agency that cover all your design needs from websites, brochures and signage to marketing, logo design and branding. So go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com. And that's it, gentlemen. That's our last podcast of the season. Once again, this time is our last podcast of the year uh, for 2018. Um, it's been a really good year, isn't it? Let's be honest. Right. It's been, yeah. you know, a few highlights. Yeah, it's been all right. Uh, so just a big thank you to you for listening and uh, interacting with us on social media or just downloading the podcast at any time this year we do really appreciate it uh, thanks to Pixel Yeti Media and again social media just type in Wolves Fancast you'll find us there for your laws and trolls and we'll be back in the new year gentlemen um, I th- one if we can as well yeah. just as, a, as a thank you again to our host today uh, AFC Wolf Runians as we mentioned at the start of the pod uh, game on Saturday 5th, uh, 5th of Jan if you want to get down here um, concession rate for Wolves season ticket holders and uh, a bit of Saturday afternoon football for you as well Saturday afternoon magic see Sylvan yeah (laughs) Uh, but thank you very much for listening and for this this podcast and the last one of 2018 it's bye from Adam goodbye bye from Gully goodbye bye from Rich happy new year bye from Ryan Ryan yeah happy new year (laughs) (laughs) bye have a good new year everyone